Hi friends, welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Sophie and I'm one of the co-hosts of this podcast. What is up you guys? Welcome back to Our Heart Surrendered. My name is Addison and I'm the other co-host. Um, guys, I'm really sorry. My audio was absolutely rank last week. Um, you that win was, some, you lose some. You, yeah, it was a really big loss. I was listening to it and I was like, no, I literally had no idea that it was going to be that janky. Because I mean, I like knew it was going to be worse than normal quality because I was recording with AirPods. But like my Wi-Fi at home was also pretty ratch. Hopefully it's better today, but I can't make any promises because once again, I'm on like kind of ratchet Wi-Fi. And also there are landscapers right outside of the door that I'm recording. And you? Okay, this is really random, but do you ever, like when you're on the phone, it, it happens when I'm on the phone with someone who's in the car and you, you it echoes and you hear yourself yes and it's so annoying yes and you're like is that what my audio sounds like yes or <laughs> have you ever like taken a video to like send to somebody and then you watch it back and you're like what the heck like yeah. every now and then I use this app called Marco Polo to talk to like some of my friends that are like not in Texas <laughs> that was like a really weird way to say like long distance friends some of my friends from like home that don't go to A&M um, just because it's, it's like essentially just taking videos and sending them back to back and forth but it's kind of like facetime but not i don't know anyways it's kind of fun and i'll like send a video to somebody and every now and then i'm just like oh what did i say in that and i'll go back and like the audio and the video quality is so ratchet and i'm just like i don't know if this is how it like delivers and it's just looking like that on my phone or if it's actually that awful on their phone too but sometimes it's a really humbling moment where I'm like, you can't even, I look like I'm in two pixels. Like, I can't even understand what I'm trying to say in that video. You know, it's, it's you know, silly. what's also humbling is mm. the zoom inflection, oh. the, the, the way the camera, in, I don't yeah. know, I don't know Inverts what it does. It. Invert, that's the word. It's like, what, who came up with that? Let's, let's. Literally why? <laughs> and you know when you like try to fix something? Oh my gosh, I was in this like proctored exam over break for my, like I took a physics online over winter break and like the exam itself was proctored. Like there were like two exams the whole time, the midterm and the final. And both of them proctored it, like the proctoring website that they used inverted your camera. Oh, and I like the entire time was so distracted because it's just like it's not how you normally see your face. Yes. So it looks so, so funky. It's well, and, weird. And you're nervous. The testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then anything and then they're like, hold you up off. your ID and you like can't find how to hold up the ID in the center of the box because every time you go right, it goes left. And you're like, ah! yes, <laughs> it's the worst. I literally like now that I'm thinking, I'm like, that was so frustrating. We have one where you have to record your audio, like just to make sure your audio works, and it's like count to ten, and yeah. then it plays it back. And I'm like, ah, let's let's stop. Like, turn that. it off. Turn it off. That's how I feel when I listen to this podcast. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I also like have a really bad habit. I'll start talking like people, like. One of my friends, Madeline McFarland, I know she listens to this podcast. Maddie, I will talk like you at any given moment. And she'll just like, she doesn't talk like this normally, but she'll like put on a little accent and we'll we'll do it back and forth at each other when we're together. And then I can't get out of it when I get home. I don't even know what it is because I haven't seen her in a long time. But like the other day I did it 
oh my gosh, I wish I could do it right now, but I don't, I don't even know how to do it without her here. But it like elongates names a lot of times and adds like an E sound. So like if somebody's name was Joshua, I'd be like, Joshua, <laughs> I can't do it. Or like Sophia, like instead of Sophie, it's just like a whole thing. But then once I get stuck in it, I can't get out. And like, it's so embarrassing because it just sounds like I'm like making fun of people or like I'm doing something on purpose, but I'm like, oh, I've just been surrounded by Maddie. Same thing with uh, like when I went to London, I would start doing like a British accent, but obviously very poorly. That's funny British. Yeah, but then it's like rude when you're like, it sounds like you're just making fun of their accent. Apparently people have told me this. I don't hear when I'm with my family, I turn my Southern accent on. I don't hear it, but people have been like, <laughs> speak your truth, I guess. You don't talk like that. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, I didn't try to change anything. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of like happens. It just kind of comes out. <laughs> hey, and that's okay. But that's why they say not to conform to the ways of this world. Yeah. You know who also said that? <laughs> Paul, probably. Yeah. I think that's in Romans, right? I think so. I'm but sure. We're not talking about Romans. We're talking about First Thessalonians. And it's the last week of Thessalonians. First Guys, Thessalonians. Wait, that means it's the last week of March. Oh my Josh. Where <laughs> did this month go? It flew, bro. I get really panicked whenever I think about it because if it's the end of March, that means it's April, which is like it's that means it's the end of school. Literally, no. At Easter, we'll have one month left. Oh gosh. That makes me want to vomit. Yeah, that's awful. You know, guys, I hope that's encouraging to you that it's the end of March and not scary like it is for us. But yeah. you know what should also be encouraging and not scary is Jesus's return. Amen. So <laughs> let's talk about it. I was really proud of that one. I'm not even going to lie. So we've been in First Thessalonians for now. If you guys have listened, you know how this goes. If you're new, welcome. If this is your first episode listening, we're so happy you're here. But I would encourage you to go back to the beginning, to First Thessalonians 1 and 2. If you have been following along with us, stop this podcast just for a second to read it and then come back and listen. But if you also just want to hear us read it, that's fine too, because I think that I have a pretty cool reading voice. Um, but that's just my opinion. But anyways, let's just begin with um, verse 1. So we're in chapter 5. And we're just going to go verse by verse like we've been doing. Um, Last week, we talked about chapter four. The title headlines is a life pleasing to God and the coming of the Lord. So then chapter five starts with the day of the Lord. So we talked about last week, the coming of the Lord. We ended on that. And now we're going to talk about the day of the Lord. And whenever I read this headline, I was like, oh, Josh, this is going to be super intimidating to talk about and i still feel that way a little bit but let's work through it together okay guys so chapter 5 verse 1 says now concerning the times and seasons brothers you have you have no need to have anything written to you for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the lord will come like a thief in the night so that's verses 1 and 2 so the first part verse 1 is talking about paul had come to the thessalonians we've talked about this um he came to the thessalonians he taught them he started the church there he preached to them and some one thing that he taught about was the second coming of the lord so he's reminding them there hey guys i remember how we had talked about this um you guys know 
um, that he was talking about. You guys know what season we're in. Um, and that refers, I'm pretty sure, to the fact that um, we are like in the end times because Jesus has come and he has ascended in like the general sense. Like we are not waiting for the first arrival of the king. We're waiting for the second arrival of the king. And so um, then the next part of the verse says, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And like a lot of times when I read this, whenever I think of like thief in the night, that gave me like a really like scared, like that's just kind of scary language to me. But I don't think that Paul was meaning it like that. I think what Paul was saying is that um, no one knows the exact time or the exact day or when, just like when a thief comes, no one's like, yep, I knew he was going to come tonight at midnight, you know? no one really knows that and so it's i think when he talks about it like this that's what he's meaning that no one really knows um and but then he's going to go on and he's going to tell him some other things so don't stop at verse two you guys so then it says in verse three while people are saying there's peace and security then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape so that verse so okay pause on verse two because he's going to come back to that thought in a minute but then this verse talks about how um people like are going to find their peace and their security and things other than jesus and how that is going to let them down and how um when the return of the lord comes there it's going to throw them off guard it's going to bring sudden destruction and talks about how it's going to be like labor pains of a pregnant woman and so the commentary i was reading was explaining that that analogy is like when labor pains come on it's like super sudden and it's really painful too and so um this was encouraging to not find peace and comfort in things of this world um and also to be ready for jesus's return so it doesn't come on like that and also um it talks this is also in reference jesus talks about this in matthew he uses the same analogy i'm not sure the exact reference but if you go find it in Matthew, then you can hear Jesus talking about his return. So this was, I was reminded of that while reading this. Then it goes on, but you are not in the darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or the darkness. So this is talking about, so this is kind of going back to verse two. Paul is telling the Thessalonians who they are. They are, he calls them sons of light. Yes, sons of light, children of light, children of day. So they're not in the dark. So they don't have to be caught off guard by Jesus' return. We don't have to be caught off by Jesus' return. Nobody does. Um, the gift of salvation is for everyone. Anyone can be a child of God. It's not exclusive to one person or another. And so um, he's reminding them, kind of in this verse, you don't have to be scared. Um, you, we're, we're not, we, we, we know the truth. So then in verse six, it says, so then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. So this, I was like, sleep, what? Is he telling them to like stay up all night? You know, um, I didn't really understand what that meant at first, but upon further research and upon not just sitting in confusion, I realized that by sleeping, Paul means being like spiritually asleep. Um, we had talked about previously and Paul has used this language before to talk about people who have passed away before but in this context he's talking about being spiritually asleep which just means like being ignorant being inactive being lazy um not living life with jesus daily and i think that if you've been a christian 
for some time. Maybe you have been in a season like this before. Um, I know I have before, and it's just a really sad place to be. And so um, it's really important to not lose momentum and to not, like he's saying, be asleep. And another word he uses here is be sober. And this just means um, to live your life for God's purpose and God's glory and to look for to look towards the goal that is at hand. Um, verse 7 says, For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. You guys, in these verses, this is not the first language of the breastplate and the helmet, but that is also found in Ephesians 6. Um, it talks about having the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. Um, the Ephesians 6 passage I'm talking about um, is kind of commonly known as like the armor of god so he talks about the breastplate of faith and love and um i was reading a commentary that was explaining that faith and love both have to do with like our vital organs like if you just think about like the heart and love and that's where like faith also comes from um and the breastplate covers our vital organs and so that makes sense because a soldier isn't going to go into battle without a breastplate on to cover his vital organs and so we need to put on the breastplate of faith and love in the same sense. So I thought that was really cool. And then helmet of the hope of salvation, which is also really cool. And the commentary was explaining this in the way that um, the helmet protects the head. And the head is where we have hope. It's where we have belief. And that um, hope isn't just like wishful thinking, but we have assurance. Um, and that we have full hope not just like I said not just a wish so it's cool that the helmet covers your head and protects your head so that's just things that Paul is encouraging you to put on to be ready and so um, you should go read the Ephesians 6 passage which kind of goes into more detail about this um, and then also it says for God has not destined us for wrath but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ so um, since the Thessalonians now have Jesus, and since anyone can have Jesus, we, they no longer have to live under wrath. They can live under salvation. And it says, which is so cool, um, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died. And then the next verse says, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. So Paul reminds them in this verse that Jesus um, died for us, that he um, gave us this gift of salvation. And um it's nothing that we could do, nothing that we could offer to get to salvation, but it is our it is our choice whether we're going to accept it or not. And so um, that is that verse. And then verse 11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So, oh, sorry, forgot to say in that last part of verse 10 it says, whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. So I know we just talked about different kind of sleep that Paul used, but here Paul is talking about whether in life or death we're with him. And that is just the assurance of salvation that we get to be with Jesus. Um, we get to live life with Jesus or we get to be with Jesus one day. So that's really cool. And then verse 11 ends by saying, therefore, encourage one another, one another and build one another up just as you are doing. So I thought this verse was a really cool way to end all of that Paul had been talking about in this passage because it says encourage one another, um, build one another up, like push each other forward, remind each other of the truth, 
um, love one another, all those things. But then he says, just as you've been doing. So he's just encouraging them to keep on going, keep on keeping on kind of that they are encouraging one another. They are living in community. They are um, waiting for Jesus and they are encouraging each other as they wait and that they should just keep doing that. And I think that's the same encouragement for us that we should encourage our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ as we look towards the future. I 100% agree. Um, I think that's something that Paul does really, really well in all of First Thessalonians is like, yes, absolutely. He gives them advice and he, um, like, I mean, that entire passage is pretty much just giving advice and telling them to be wary of these things and um, that kind of area. But he also encourages them throughout the whole thing. Like the first two chapters are essentially just straight encouragement. And he, it kind of reminds me of like in leadership positions, sometimes they'll tell you, tell you to do like the compliment sandwich method where it's like you compliment them, then you give them like constructive criticism and then you give them another compliment that's the that's the strat that Paul's using um which I think is awesome before we hop into verse 12 through the rest of the chapter one thing that I have written from a study that I did in first Thessalonians that Sophie kind of hit on a little bit in verse three it says while people are saying there's peace and security then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape That's like specifically a reference to Pax Romana, which is when Caesar claimed that he would bring peace. Um, And I think it was like a very cool uh, contradiction words, like a very cool dichotomy that has been presented of, okay, Caesar is this king. And Romans at the time, the reason that Jesus was crucified on the cross is because they were like, this guy is claiming to be the king and he's not the king, but yet he is he is the king of both heaven and earth as we know as believers in christ but they expected this rather than like a heavenly king that comes down in like all humility and all gentleness and all lowliness like as a baby born in a manger they're expecting a king that comes and conquers so caesar being the king at the time pax romana meaning peace from rome claiming that he would bring peace he would bring um comfort security civilization in a way that only an actual king of heaven and earth can provide um so i think it was cool that this highlighted like while they say that he might bring peace i actually have good news that does bring peace um which i think can be skipped over really easily and i think it's something that like unless you know that it's referring to pax romana it doesn't hold as much it still holds weight but it doesn't hold as much weight um Now, continuing into verse 12, it says, We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Um, I think that part is, like, something, I think, actually, like, the rest of the verses is just, like, very applicable to today's world. Uh, like this is encouragement that like we should still hold fast to and still be intentional about doing like esteem them very highly in love because of their work be at peace among yourselves be at peace like among like we live in a world that it's very very chaotic and I think that like goes without saying but also like know that I think almost every single person feels the weight of like the sin in this world whether they accredit it to sin or not is like a whole different story but that said one thing that we can all agree on I was sharing the gospel with somebody the other day and like genuinely like I mean I don't think we agreed on like anything 
in like any sort of context except for the fact that we agree that this world is broken and like just know and like trust that like if nothing else agreeing that the world is broken like that will lead to a hope that can be found in trusting that there is a savior for this like why would you want to live in a broken world forever so if nothing else like take that of just like we all agree there's brokenness in this world and like we can encourage and have faith um like this, I mean, it explicitly says in verse 14, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. Like encouragement that I need to hear every single day of like, man, it's so hard to be patient sometimes. It's so hard to have gospel conversations and like let them just fall on deaf ears and like, or what it seemingly are deaf ears. Like that can be really, really frustrating. Yet like we are still called to a higher standard and like called to be patient with them all. In verse 15, it says, see that no one repays evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and everyone. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Like, dang, what a beautiful truth this is. Like, see that no one repays evil for evil. I think people like commonly misquote. There's a scripture in uh old testament like one of the first books of the old testament i just read it recently but it's like an eye for an eye and like people say that all the time and i'm just like yet here it is in the new testament post like fulfilled law where it says no one should repay evil for evil like there is not a singular time in my life where i can think about somebody who has repaid evil for evil that has like led to the benefit and like led to the furthering of the kingdom. Like any time that I can think of, of like me, myself or other people being like, well, she did this. So I did this or whatever it was like, there's never been a time that the Lord was glorified in that situation. Not a singular time. Um, and I think that's like, like a really big characteristic that is like notable and Christians, when like done correctly and when like we are sanctified, is like, man, people will do so many things that it's just like, dang, like you were rude to me. Like, even other believers, like they'll be rude to me or they'll say things or like vice versa. They'll do things to other people, like not just me, like because of sin, like because of the fall. And like that should be something that we kind of expect, but also like we don't have to repay that with us doing them wrong. Like we can repay that with like grace and love and things that abound in the way that the Lord has shown us in ways that we don't deserve. And like what we really do deserve is death. And like because of the good news of the gospel, we don't have that. So who are we to like say that we deserve for th- something like that to be repaid? Like that's just silly, honestly. Um, continues, seek to do good to one another, like genuinely doing good in this world. Mm. So awesome. Rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, giving thanks in all circumstances, like looking for good in this world can like shift your worldview a lot. I think a lot of people, it's really easy to be like cynical and look for things that are wrong and look for like the bad things. And it's easy to find. It's really easy to find things going wrong because we do live in a broken world, but it's also pretty easy to find good things that are happening, like truly wholeheartedly. Then it continues in verse 19. It says, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, but test everything, hold fast to what is good, abstain from every form of evil. Um, I think that's a really important part of just like, there's a lot of truth in this world. And there's also a lot, I mean, like there's the absolute truth of the gospel. And like the things that are written in the Bible, but there's also a lot of things that's like, okay, this is claiming to be truth or this is claiming to be this or this and this. And like going before the Lord in prayer and seeking counsel 
and like testing everything is honoring and obedient verse 23 says now may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ he who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it sanctification is accomplished by god through our cooperation like i addison wimbish cannot sanctify myself if i could sanctify myself i wouldn't need to be sanctified because i would be doing like do you understand what i mean like if i was so good at making myself better there would be no need for me to be better and like i think that's something that is very commonly misused and like the term sanctification is like something that honestly just isn't said very often but like something that is like a part of your faith like if you have become a believer in christ like you should be going through this process of sanctification but like you can't do it to yourself sophie can't sanctify me my mentor can't sanctify me i can't sanctify myself and like so on and so forth like this is something that it's like between me and the lord and like me and the lord have to be so right that i'm becoming more like him um and like that takes obedience and discipline and like spiritual habits and that kind of thing then it uh also don't want to skip over verse 24 he who calls you is faithful and he will surely do it oh, like what a beautiful truth the lord is faithful and like that is so evident in so many ways but like he wants to be in relationship with you he wants you to look more like him he wants you to be sanctified and like he will not withhold that from you like we don't serve a god who is one of just like dangling things above our head and telling you to jump and get it and then pulling it away at the last second like he doesn't dangle good things above our head he wants this for us he wants relationship for us he wants um what is pure and right and good um and then 25 brothers pray for us greet all the brothers of the holy kiss i put you under oath before the lord to have this letter read to all brothers the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you um paul is saying peace and love that's basically it and that ends up being all of first thessalonians just a letter to the people that he dearly loves and cares for um but yeah first thessalonians it's a good book i really do love it uh so if you want to add anything and then just pray us out yeah definitely first thessalonians is just so cool so good i've loved learning i feel like i've learned so much and man he's faithful so uh, let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to read your word, to learn from your word. And I thank you that it is your words and your truth. Um, I thank you for the opportunity to get to read it. And I thank you for salvation that comes only from you. I pray that you would be with us and the listeners this week um, and that you would sanctify us to look more like you every day. And that we would uh, learn to walk with you uh, and serve you joyfully. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us in this little series that we did. It's been a blast. We've had so much fun. Good things are coming their way to the little podcast that we have going on here. Um, I'm excited to keep reading the word of God and talking about it with you guys. It's awesome. It's so fun. Um i like didn't know what to say honestly i kind of just buffered um but we love you guys a lot thank you guys so much for listening if you want to leave a rating and review please go for it we'd love to read them and um, our heart surrendered is our instagram handle and we love it a lot we post a lot it's a good time and um, feel free to dm us talk to us do whatever the heck you want but i think that's about it so thank you so much for listening and let's strive to live in a whole part of surrender this week